This is the Your Sports Resource Podcast, where each week you'll learn actionable strategies that you can implement so the operations of your club support your coaching staff and the direction of your organization. We are committed to excellence in youth sports leadership. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to the Your Sports Resource Podcast. My name is Renata. I am the CEO and founder of Your Sports Resource, and I'm joined today with Matt, who is a consultant with the organization, and we are going to talk about a a post that I saw on LinkedIn that might be a bit challenging for us, Matt, but um, I'm looking forward to going through it. Are you? Yeah, sounds like fun. Let's do okay. it. <laughs> All right. So I read a post on, uh, from Dan Abrahams. He is a um, sports psychologist in the UK, and I really have been following him a lot, and I love his messaging. I've even been adding it to our newsletter, and I found out that some of those posts in those newsletters are being added to the you know super elite WhatsApp uh, groups that are with the coaches, U.S. swimming coaches. But at any rate, there was something that he posted that I just felt like was something that would be worth us talking about that the coaches could think about. And he called it his five messages for coaches. And I just kind of want to go through each message and let's talk about what that might mean from a coach's perspective. And we could probably even relate it to um, on the operation side, but this is really kind of focused on the coach swimmer, maybe even the coach parent parent side. Okay. All right. So the first thing that I'm going to, the first one, and I'm just going to read you what he wrote and then we'll just, we'll just talk about it. So it says, coaches, try not to confuse goal setting theory and achievement goal theory. Goal setting theory equals setting outcome, performance, and process goals for short, mid, and long-term motivation and game development. Achievement goal theory equals setting optimal objectives for game day. So how I interpreted that, and I'd love to uh, to get your thoughts, Matt, is is that, you know, maybe not focusing so much on the big outcomes, but those small micro achievements. He says game day, we could say it meets, or we could even say it practices, you know, achievement uh, theory that just kind of gets you walking towards that big goal. Yeah, yeah. And I think in swimming, you do this all the time. I mean, it's... It's if you have a steady flow of meets coming up, so you're setting your goal for, you know, maybe five, six months down the road, and you maybe have a kind of a benchmark in there at mid-season, but you've got all these kind of meets in between, and that's kind of where all the, the little things are happening to ultimately help you reach that goal. So it could be, right, as simple as, hey, it's the first meet of the year. And we've been working on dolphin kicking. So let's just make sure everybody's, you know, going whatever. If, if we're saying three yeah. or four or five, whatever, however many kicks we're doing in practice off the wall, yeah. let's race with those, right? And and that's one of those little steps that's going to help, you know, kind of keep building you. So I think this is super relevant because we yeah. do this nonstop in swimming. I think what's important, though, is that. I think coaches think that way. I don't know. Do now listen, I'm, I've never been a coach, so I don't know, but do coaches 
actually um, have the right conversations with athletes and even the parents, swimmers and the parents about those small micro achievements. Because I wonder if, I mean, I just look at the people that I work with, right? When they set their own goals for themselves, they only see that one that's like a year down the road. They don't think about those, you know, yeah, okay, it may be hard for you to get to X, but you still need to go through A, B, and C in order to get to X, you know? So I wonder, do coaches do a good job at talking about those micro movements between, uh, to their swimmers and their parents? Hopefully, um, but probably not, right? Because you're, and I think partially where it gets lost is you get so used to saying it in practice and then it's like, hey, we're going to try to do this in the meet. You kind of forget to really touch base back with them and say like, hey, this is a real important stepping stone for what we want to do later in the year. So yeah, I, I do think the athletes probably hear it, you know, pretty frequently. I think it's probably a good idea as you're going into meets to actually then talk specifically about, hey, this is what's happening at this meet. This is what we're really specifically looking for. This is why. Yeah. From the parents' end, I, you know, it's hard, right? You're 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 yeah, so you're not much always talking to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a good idea, right? It's a it, it is a really solid ideas to set that expectation for those parents to say, Hey, when you come to the meet, here's what you should be looking for. So, yeah. you know, it's like, Hey, if you see, you know, we're telling the kids we want five dolphin kicks. I'm going to go right back to that example and just keep reusing it off the wall. And then you see your kid do it. That's when, you know, Hey, after the meet, Hey, good job. You know, great job. Yeah. I saw you dolphin kicking off the wall. Right. Yeah. And, and that's a good way for the parents then to provide that real positive feedback to their kid. Um, and kind of stay engaged with what they're doing. But yeah, I think that's a, that's a little tougher as far yeah. as you know, that, that communication is probably not happening as much. Maybe we should just tell the swimmers to tell your parents what the, what the yeah. micro goals are. True. True. <laughs> All right. Point two, he says thinking, emoting and behaving influence and integrate with each other. Now that's actually a quote from Albert Ellis, who was a, uh, another psychologist. So, what Dan says is a useful way for coaches to observe their players is to do so with an appreciation that their internal and external are constantly communicating. Yeah, that's that a tough one. Yeah, that one's a little bit of a stretch. Uh, I, I was kind of like, oh, I wonder, wonder. Um, we could look at that as simple as my internal dialogue and the dialogue that I'm actually telling everybody else, you know, that external might be very, um, might be very different and that we have to understand that what we say out loud is also probably what you, you know, you hear and internalize. What do, what do you think that he means by, even if we could talk about Albert, Albert's quote, you know, thinking, emoting and behaving influence and integrate with each other. Well, I think, and obviously it's going to, right? If you're internally, this is the dialogue, you, you know, most of the times that's kind of what's going to be shown or, mm. or you know, and it, in swimming, it's definitely going to have a impact on what happens next. So if you're at a swim meet and, you know, you, you, in your first event, you walk out and, or, you know, you touch the wall and it's, oh, I'm not happy with that. And, and now yeah. we're all upset. It's like, okay, well now, you know, what's the process? Well, I got to go cool down and then get ready for that next race, which could be in 45 minutes. And and so yeah. now what we don't want is them going back and sitting there for 45 minutes, kind of going over all these negative thoughts. Um, what we want them to do is refocus on onto that next race. Um, I used to 
I mean, interesting, like if, if a kid came out, especially coaching with um, younger kids of their age group level, but I mean, even at the senior level, if they were really upset or, you know, I mean, sometimes you'd even see tears. I used to just go right to the cool down pool. Just take five minutes during your cool down, let it all out, you know, like yeah. with, your, with your face in the water, go through it. And by the time you're done with cool down and you get back out, let's come over and talk and let's talk about what's going to happen next rather yeah. than sit there and reflect on on that poor performance because, you know, if, if they kind of came across it, we, we, we kind of know it, where that one was at, right? Yeah. We'll talk about what we need to fix on that one, you know, later. Well, let's just get you focused on, on kind of what's next. Um, yeah. So to leave it behind, we got to shake it off. But, you know, if you, uh, if you can't, um, yeah, if you can't do that, then that absolutely will, I don't know, predict or, 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 put you in a situation where the negative is going to affect the next outcome. Yeah. Well, it's interesting yeah. too. My, my younger daughter is a, a show jumper. So she jumps horses and her trainer the other day, actually, we were during her training because I mean, they're going through in the arena through the course. And it's like, you go over one jump and then you've got to get ready for that next one. And I mean, yeah. you know, the, the, cir the circumstance there is if you're not ready, like you're, you're, you know, you may be, you may go flying. Right. Right. And, I heard her, and this is, I think, kind of great, during that competition, you know, or while she's training and she's in the middle of it, you if you miss something or mess something up, it's easy to kind of, you can see the emotion come out. Mm. And I heard her yell at her the other day, don't dramatize your emotions. And it was like, <laughs> and I think that was part of it too, of like, keep your mind focused on what has to happen because yeah. if what you just did is, is affecting that next thing. It could be a serious consequence right yeah that's like getting tossed off a horse so you're you know it is a uh like staying present as well i think and and letting that just kind of roll off you and and kind of focus on the you know what what's that next thing that has to happen yeah is key yeah oh i love that example that's awesome that's great all right let's move to number three number three is language and story and images offer an interplay between the self and the environment Coaches can help players have words and phrases and inner pictures that help them interact with their challenging sporting environment with confidence, focus, joy, expression, effort, and energy. I really love, really love the inner picture. I mean, I always find that if you can make it visual, especially as, a, as an advisor and a consultant, right? If we can make it visual, it means something to people. I think the same thing for coaches, you know, I mean, when I was growing up, we used to do those visualizations, like, mm -hmm. you know, see yourself touching the wall first, right? See that time on the scoreboard, um, standing on the podium, right? You know, not everything is about winning, but I think that, you know, those are the type of visual exercises that I think really, can kind of like set the pace and tone. And I think language and, and story, how you talk to yourself is just as important. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I am, I love visualization. I mean, I used to do it as well, you know, sit there at night and they kind of just close your eyes and kind of, kind of go through that. And I think that does, I think it also does a couple of things. I think it does too. If you can visualize like, Hey, this is what the setting, especially if it's somewhere you've been right. Where it's like, yeah. I've been to this meet before. I know what the pool looks like. I know what the stands, I know what the sound is going to be, the smell. It kind of 
keeps you in that headspace and you're, you're, you're kind of calm when you're at that yeah. competition then. And then, right. Then it's the internal messaging. Like, what are you right. telling yourself? You're getting, you're getting ready to step on the blocks. We all know that, right. In swimming, it's just like all this stuff going on and all of a sudden the whistle blows and you step up on the blocks and it's like, now you're just in your own head. And yeah. so what, what, what you're telling yourself is going to have a huge impact. So yeah. Um, I, think I think back people. to it. We just did a, a, an engagement with uh, EGRA Waves, and we were using the example of um, encouraging kids to get out of their uh, comfort zone and trying new events. And we were talking about the Joiner Fly, uh, you know. So I think that would be a great one. You know, you visualize if you've never done it before. The assumption is I'm going to die by the time I get to the last 25, right? I'm going to uh, box on my shoulders. So, you know, it's kind of that thing. But if you're able to visualize, no, coach says to do this for the first 50 split, this for the second 50 split, like you already kind of like walk through that, through that process. So, again, I just love how, how he ties it together that the language and the story and the images. And I really wish, you know, I, I want to encourage coaches to speak kind of like that when you, especially when you're trying to encourage a swimmer to get out of their comfort zone, you know, to, um, pull all those pieces together to, to make it real for you. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Sometimes that's the biggest challenge, right? Just kind yeah. of getting them to, to kind of push past their own mindset of, of yeah. what they think it's going to be. You never know. They may end up loving the 200 fly, yeah. right? <laughs> that's right. That's how 200 flyers are born. That's right. All right. Number four, um, Dan says, coaches, the key, the secret is to consider your principles of play and the logic of the game alongside mindset in conjunction with mindset. The game plan must be executed with attention, with intensity and with intent. That's how you, that's how you high perform. That's how you win. So what do you think he means by that? Yeah, I'm trying to think of how do I relate that to swimming, right? Like, how mm. is that, um, you know, game planning? And I mean, obviously, like, I feel like the only way I can bring that is more race planning, like just yeah. understanding how, how am I attacking this? And you just kind of were touching on that. But, you know, in that last example at the end where it's, you got to have a plan, right? Yeah. And, 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 and that's the other thing where, you know, talking back to what we were first talking about is, you know, every meet, that race plan may be different, right? I mean, if mm. it's, it's, we're six weeks in and, and our first meet's coming up, how I may attack that race may be different from when I'm, you know, six months in, right? And, yeah. and I've got all this training behind me and, and maybe I'm and some rest behind me. So um, just understanding, hey, this is, this is what we're trying to accomplish, um, you know, at this meet, this is how we're going to swim this race. You know, where it's a 200, we're going to try to negative split them for, for this race. Or it's, hey, it's the time of year where I want you to go out hard and, and die, you know, kind of see see where you die and see what yeah. it feels like, right? And <laughs> and it has to be purposeful, right? It has to be because if you don't know what that feels like, then it's then it's hard to come up with a race plan when, when you're trying to kind of maximize performance. Yeah. So. What about practices? You know, because I see... You know, if you're a game plan, maybe it's more explaining the game plan, I guess, as the as the swimmers get older, right, is to understand, you know, because sometimes you really may hate all the heavy aerobic and you're tired and you're exhausted, right, that kind of thing. And, and explaining the process of, you know, I don't, whatever that color chart is that everybody does their training towards, 
you know, maybe going through that as a game plan, like, cause you're right. I, I it's kind of hard to have a game plan for me because they are, even though it's a team sport, it's also an individual sport. So it's a little, it's a little wonky as far as that's concerned, but I can understand how getting the point across or understanding the logic of how you move through the training from the start of the year to, I guess, to the first championship meet would probably make a lot of sense to the swimmers. Yeah, I like that. I like because it, it is, I think, a valuable process to go through as far as talking through your athletes. Hey, this is what the, you know, this is what it looks like. So, you know, for these weeks, this is the type of training you're going to be, you know, kind of doing and, and, and what it's going to kind of be like, and then we're going to transition into this and then we're going to transition. So, so they know, and I mean, I, as, and again, as they get older, you're right. They kind of start to understand, you know, yeah. what maybe September looks like compared to, or, you know, September and October <laughs> compared to November and, and December say, right. or, but, um, you know, walking them through that process and letting them understand that is also going to help their training. I think they mentally prepare then to come in and understand what's going to be required of them from, you know, yeah. day to day, week to week. So I like yeah. that too. Yeah. All right. Let's tackle the last one. Number five is the brain is a prediction machine. Prediction is mediated. All right, mediated by experiences and expectations. It's less about helping players expect a win. It's more about helping players expect their process. It's about helping them expect to take charge of themselves and to expect the controllable. So I guess what he's saying there is that, right, everything's a process. And if you do the process, then the outcome will, will, will come through. I think we could take this like five different ways and yeah. somewhat, right? I mean, this is swimming is, is the ultimate process. I mean, mm -hmm. it's kind of one of those where, you know, I feel like having conversations with, a, you know, a, a football or a, a soccer coach, you know, it's so hard sometimes to, to try to get them to understand where it's like, yeah, we have a meet this weekend. But we don't really care much about that meat as far as the, the necessary outcome, right? It's like yeah. we're working on this in training and this is what we want them to do in the competition. But, you know, kind of win, lose, whatever. It's just the building block. And it's hard to get people to understand who aren't swimming people. Yeah, because it's that, all about the number of wins and losses in their world, exactly, right? So it's a little different. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and by us, it is literally that process. We got to build on this. And then we got to build on this skill. Then we've got to yeah. start to. Yeah. So. And so, yeah, I think that's, again, just goes back to, to what are the, you know, understanding what is required of me at this time, understanding yeah. that this is what success looks like for this period of time, knowing that I'm going to keep building upon this for that next thing and that next thing and kind of keeping that mental mindset and keeping that positive in your head. Um, yeah. So you can continue to move forward and build on those things. Well, it's even like the example that you used earlier about, uh, I just want you to go out fast and see where you die. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. so that's the, you know, you get the experience from it and then, you know, you already have the mental understanding that you're going to go out hard and yeah, I may die and I be maybe struggling that last 50, but, but this is where we get to learn. Right. So 
I think that's, that's you know, personally, my biggest pet peeve was, you know, when you have those distance swimmers and that last 50 so fast. Now I get, you know, it's not like uh, uh, Bobby. <laughs> no, Fink we were just happy like, to be done. I'm going to go world record pace and then put this last 50. But it's those people that you're like, could, could you have picked that up maybe like 75 earlier where it yeah, seemed yeah. like you, you know, had a yeah. lot left there? And then no, I'm just, it's, it is though. It's like, yeah, how do you know what it feels like if you haven't done it? So yeah. maybe just give it a shot and, and put that in the memory. So you kind of know. And the next time it's like, eh, I survived it. I, I yeah. got it. You know, this is yeah. what I can do next time. So, <laughs> well, ultimately all five of his points or, you know, what did he call them? Yeah. The five messages is that, you know, Everything is not about just the angle. It's ma it's it's about the process of getting there. Obviously, you have to think about your angle to to figure out your process, and then also the the challenges of what your brain says and what you do and how you handle the outcomes is all part of the athlete being able to make it through those processes to get to the end goal. Yeah, this is great for coaches. It's great for athletes and your right parents. I mean, it's just understanding what that process is, is good, but also understanding that, you know, your kids going out there, what that, what that internal dialect is, yeah. is, is important. So, you know, make yeah. sure that you're understanding that your messaging needs to kind of be something that's also going to help them too. Yeah. All on all the same page. So yep. it's not about, oh, my four-year-old is the next Michael Phelps. No, exactly. how, about we, how about we give him a chance to develop and yep. have a mental picture of what that looks like for himself. Yep. <laughs> yep. Or every himself. swim's not going to be the best time. It's yeah, just at right. some point, it's just not. So That's right. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Matt. Really appreciate you having the discussion with us. And guys in the audience, if you have topics that you would like for us to talk about or go over, please do let us know. You can reach us at info at yoursportsresource.com. And on the website, yoursportsresource.com, you can find tools and articles and things that can help you not only from a coach's perspective, but also from an operations perspective. So please give the website a look-see. All right. Thank you for joining us today.